What is good, good people, and welcome back to the season finale of the Talking Life podcast with Ryan and Sunni. It's a big day, a lot of energy to be brought to the podcast today. Sunni, how are you feeling? I'm feeling fantastic. Like you said, it's a massive day, it's the season finale. Different kind of energy we're on today, Ryan. Happy to be here. Absolutely. We're going to be talking about big things, you know, start of 2021. We're looking onto a new year, a lot of big, big, big ideas, big energy coming to today's podcast. But first, as this is the eighth and final episode of season one, just want to take a minute to take a look back at the last eight weeks of episodes, kind of discuss some of our favourites. And hopefully from all of this, we want to hear your feedback at home, people listening and how we can improve and make season two a lot better, a lot more engaging, or the, just understanding the things that you like or you want to hear more of. But Sunni, just to get us going, taking a look back at season one, what have you found it? Well, I think the first thing is to, how easy has it been to have these conversations? Like when we went into this, me and Ryan both were thinking like, all right, we're going to do a podcast, we're going to talk about certain things. But we were a little bit apprehensive about how, like certain things, how are we going to discuss for, you know? 40, 50 to an hour long conversations on. But it's been so easy. Like we could talk about most of these topics for way over an hour. We struggle to hit the hour walk on, on many occasions. So one thing about this has just been so easy, so much fun to do. And yeah, that was a surprise really for me. Yeah, when we initially started the podcast, we were having discussions on how long do we want this podcast to be? You know, the shorter ones, are, of course, are more... You know, you can pack a more of a punch and a bit more digestible. You can have these crazy long ones in which, you know, you really have to have a lot of good content. For us, an hour was about <laughs> just enough for us to, like, still have a proper long and <laughs> better conversation, but not feel rushed. And mm. even then, we are we have been feeling rushed because it's like you, you're just trying to pack everything in and trying to get your points in across. But that's an area we want to kind of explore next season. You know, a big thing on this pod, this first season was, let's just get going. Mm. You know, let's get that. Let's be the action. Not those captions, all of that. Let's get some content out there. Let's start having these topics and these discussions around all these different conversations. So we wanted it to be very raw, very real, and mm. I hope that's come across in, in the way we're talking. Maybe season two is a bit more refined and a bit more. I don't know, polish, but I kind of like the rawness of this is our proper conversations. You know what I mean, Steve? Yeah, I agree, 100%. And I feel like also the topics we've discussed as well has been in line with what we would talk about generally. Now, for most people who might not have noticed, we have tried to give some sort of structure. Um, I did do a, a poll a few weeks back, a couple of weeks back on what sort of people how they were finding the conversations because our structure was kind of based around we did one week we went for a more deeper thought-provoking conversation where we touched on definitely a more serious kind of topic and then the next following week we'd do a bit more of a light-hearted conversation we're just talking a bit more from a cultural perspective and just a bit more not as deep not as much of a thought-provoking type of conversation now i'll be honest on that poll there was an overwhelming love for thought-provoking conversation i'll tell you that it was about 90 to 10 percent that people prefer those top conversations more which is good because we love having those conversations definitely a lot more um and yeah they were definitely i don't know about you but they were definitely my highlights of this season were those more thought-provoking conversations we really got deep into those key topics i'm glad you said that and i'm glad that was kind of the feedback coming back because while we of course enjoy love talking or the you know the barbershop talk yeah, it's fun. There's those ones that go a bit deeper, and those are definitely my favourite episodes. If I was looking back or suggesting, hey, these are some episodes you should look back on and take a listen. If you're the first, this is the first one you're listening to, mm. as in being the eighth, which is a great one to start with. It's going to be a great one to start with. The goals, I definitely, if I'm just looking at the talking money and purpose, talking social media talking life away from home, the bit more deep thought broken ones. I thought those were really great episodes. I love all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I love all of them. But those ones, as a place to start listening, would be my recommendations. 
What was there a highlight for you, Sydney? I mean, I'd have to just agree with what you said. Yeah, definitely the more thought-provoking ones. Don't get me wrong; the light-hearted conversation is always fun. Mm. They're always enjoyable. So if you if you if you are into that, because like I said, there was a ten percent who were into that, and if you are into that, we don't. I don't think we're in a, we're going to be saying you know we're going to stick to one route. That's not that's never going to be the case with us. We're definitely going to keep it a bit more flexible and more open-minded. But definitely the more thought-provoking conversations we had this this um, season were more enjoyable, just because there's so much more to talk about. And if you've probably noticed when you w- listen to those episodes you probably will notice towards the end of all those episodes our boy our speed of conversation <laughs> quicker quicker because we're just trying to get through as much as possible because there is so much to talk about so there might even be some part twos coming up in the future season on those because we can just talk on those for hours i'd say if i'm gonna it's difficult to give a real favorite but i really enjoyed that social media conversation that we had i thought that was very topical and very um very interesting yeah, that one was definitely one where you're going to hear the voice increase <laughs> in speed and sound toward the end as we're like trying to rush it all in. But that one was a great one. And I think it leads nicely into what we're kind of thinking for season two. Mm-hmm. Now, season two is going to be a couple months away, maybe a bit longer. We're going to be refining some things, mm-hmm. upping the production value a little bit. You know, we've been raw, we've been real this time, but it is nice to kind of have that better production value, some extra sounds coming in, some extra quality, some clips, definitely going to be coming in. But also structuring the podcast a little differently. You may see the introduction of some guests. You may see shortened version of the podcast in which we're kind of hitting some key areas and focusing it a little bit more. But that's all to come in season two, bigger, better, and talking more life. (laughs) Talking more life. And yeah, like Ryan said at the start, this was this season was very much about getting content out there. We had a lot to say, we had a lot to chat about, just getting it out of there, getting into the habit and routine of just doing this. Because obviously it's both it's new for both of us. So it's just about trying to get into a habit so we can just understand this world a bit better and how it goes. Obviously, like Ryan said, next next season will be a lot more refined and hopefully um, for the people listening, you can give us some feedback on what you'd want. For the next season what sort of things you liked about the first season and what that you want us to continue going forward and what sort of things that you'd like to come the next season that did that you didn't see this season you know one thing again is is potentially those shorter podcasts a lot of these are an hour um so if you, if you do prefer the shorter podcast let us know give us feedback we are all ears we're going to have, like ryan said a couple months where we refine we listen we learn and we come back stronger for the next season and while we're talking plans, this this takes us perfectly into today's topic. Mm. Today we'll be discussing 2021 goals. You know, it's that time of the year, New Year's resolutions. We feel renewed. We feel like we can put the past behind us. Let's not talk about last year. Let's not talk about that, what happened. Let's look forward. Let's look big. Let's look better. Who can we be? Are we getting in the gym at the start of the year? Are we... They're closed. Are we getting those home workouts? Are we getting running? Are we getting active? Are we starting to explore new areas, reading new books? We want to explore goals. We want to we want to see how we can get better, but also just firstly have a discussion about are they worth it? Mm. Sunit, do you want to open up on that question? Of course. So for me, I've never I'll be honest with you, this is the first year I've really set myself goals or new year's resolutions, whatever you want to call it um and when i say set i mean actually set myself goals because there's a difference between actually setting goals and just providing generic statements at the start of the year that you want to do better in this year i think that that is where we need to d- distinguish between the two because yeah i've um, many a year i have said yeah i want to go gym more i want to eat more healthier at the start of the year throwing out generic statements that really mean nothing there's no, they're, not, they're not tangible at all. There's not something I can actually achieve. And basically, I think in, in that aspect, this year, I've actually tried to, first of all, write them down, which I've never done before. But I've actually used a technique that has gone back a long, a long way. I remember in business GCSE, I first heard this technique. Wow. Now, we've all probably heard of it. We've all wow. probably heard of it. I'm still hearing about it today, even in my current accounting exams that I'm doing. Can I guess? What is it? Can I guess? It seems it seems all too predictable. <laughs> Go for it. Are these smart objectives? These are smart objectives. <laughs> right? 
Now, when I first used to hear about, about this acronym, SMART, I used to laugh about it. I used to be like, whatever. No one's actually using the business, big, big businessmen in the ivory towers are not using SMART to determine you know, their business objectives or goals, right? But then I'm thinking, even now to this day, when I'm doing my accounting exams, it is in my exams, they talk about SMART objectives and how they help. The fact that they continue to imp- like use this abbreviation, this technique constantly for like, you know, all exams I've done shows that there's got to be some sort of logic behind it. And actually, I found there is. It is, it is incredibly logical. If you can use this to actually set goals, it's such a better way of having a tangible goal rather than a generic statement of, oh, I want to go to the gym more. Okay, cool. How? How are you mm-hmm. going to do that? Anyone could say that. But if you just say that, you're not going to, that's not motivating. That's not going to actually have something where you can tangibly see, okay, that's what I want to do by a certain point, And that's going to help me achieve it. So this year round, I've actually set myself SMART um, objectives. And the main things, for anyone who don't know, SMART, the abbreviation stands for specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. So when you're setting a goal, you want to hit all those five points. And you want to make sure that the goal has those characteristics in them. I think for me, I don't know about you, Ryan, but for me, the main things is your goal needs to be measurable and it, there needs to be a time frame mm-hmm. specified. But by, by when do you want to achieve this goal or how many times a week, how many times a month do you want to do this goal? Type thing. I think that changes the complexity of the goal completely and makes it tangible. And that's yeah. why, to, to, to circle back and to answer your question, are they worth it? Yes, if you are setting proper goals and they are smart. So let me peel it back a little bit, okay? Mm-hmm. Because you've come in, you tell, you're telling me the your method that you're yeah. approaching this year's goals with. Smart, yeah. Nice shout out to the to the GCSEs and also business jargon that we hear in our offices every day. People trying to make things happen. But this is your first year setting proper goals. Proper goals, yeah. So let me just ask you, why are you now setting goals and why in the previous years because we've discussed stuff mm. around goals we've yeah. discussed like are you setting anything yeah you, you've mentioned a few things but why this year are you now taking this approach to actually set yourself goals why in the past didn't you do that is that just because you weren't thinking about it as deeply or were you not ready for them or are you were you just i think something it's a, else? yeah i think it's a combination i think it was a combination of me being a bit lazy and not actually seeing the importance of them. And like I said, in the past, I would set myself generic goals. And because they were so generic and I would never achieve them, I would think, oh, what's the point then? I never, I never actually circle back to think about them. What's the point in setting them in the first place? That's my own issue. That's my own, that's my own thought process blocking my uh, ability to actually set proper goals. And if I think, I believe, like I said, this is the first time I've ever actually written my goals down so I can actually mm. see them. A lot of the time in the past, if someone was to say, oh, what's your New Year's resolution? I would think of the first thing coming to my head and say it. Of course I want to do that. Of course I want to better myself. But I'll never actually think of, sit down and think about them and write them down. So I think that's a combination of me being lazy, um, but also letting other things take my focus. So I've been pretty much been in, in exams since my GCSEs. I went from GCSEs to A-levels, A-levels to uni, uni to ACAs, which are accounting qualifications. So I've always had something to take my focus. Mm-hmm. And I think I feel like I've always allowed that to have my full attention rather than thinking, OK, well, I've got that. Of course, I've got that to my full attention. That's why within my goals, which we're going to talk about later, I'm not talking about my exams this year. That's a, that, that's already that's been a goal. Mm-hmm. These are other ones that I want to focus on as well and pay more attention to. So I think that's. I think that's a great insight into the way anybody comes around to goals. Yeah. So I set my first set of goals in 2019. So this is my third year of properly writing down the goals, tracking them and just seeing how they affect me and what I take on. Before that was a year after, so it's my second year after university. You know, you're in university, you just, my focus is on having a good time. (laughs) That was my goal, have a great time. And then I started to say, okay, how am I gonna actually put these together? Oh, what is a goal? What is it with it? And through these years of process, I've learned that they are important, but only if you start to apply them the right way, as you say, in kind of a smart objectives and make them make sure they're more measurable. But that being said, 
there's a learning curve when you're first approaching them because mm. you'll everyone has gone through it where they're just like yes i'm gonna do this like last year i remember i had a heavy christmas and new year's that involved a lot of drinking <laughs> I, got to, I got i got to the start of the year i said to elaine i said you know what i'm not gonna drink for the next three months <laughs> And I mean, that was a loose goal. I wasn't writing it down or anything. Yeah. But I just said, you know, I don't need to drink. I don't. I don't need that. I, I can go. Out, I can have conversations. I can be sociable without it. Two weeks later, I'm having a drink again. <laughs> and and those are the kind of goals we set ourselves. We have these good ideas in our minds in which we say, I'm going to do this. Mm. But because we haven't written it down, because we haven't shared it with anyone to make it accountable to us, and it's just sitting there in the in the ether. Mm. We just let it be an idea and then once we fail we're like well i didn't i didn't really commit to it anyway so i'm not that fussed about it mm. but to come back to the point our goals worth it 100 for everybody no matter what you do whether whether like sunit said he's been in a more focused environment in which he's trying to get a, a certain qualification or for somebody who's trying to get a degree you don't have to make your goals about one thing they can be about small things from just being more practical in your day to day or going out and getting more exercise. You don't have to focus in one area. You can let a bigger overarching theme take over what you want to achieve, but just focus on the maybe smaller habits that may be able to get you there and, and to, to push you. So I don't think we need to go back and to like debate whether are goals even worth it or should people really be thinking about new year's resolutions or have they already should they be doing them at all the times because we naturally we we look for a reason to reset <laughs> you know we, we we as humans we want a, we want to say when i've done this i will do this once this semester is over once this year is over and yes why we all need to start right now and be the most proactive people we could possibly be the year is a natural position for everyone to reset to take a look back to review and to move forward mm. so we both agree on that 100 percent. i feel like if you want to better yourself if you do want to better yourself you, you should set goals if you're not bothered then fine you don't need to set any but if you do want to better yourself and continuously improve then it's 100 percent worth it to set goals and like we said make them smart absolutely so let's let's get into some goals Ooh. right we're gonna we're gonna start talking goals and i'm gonna kind of press this first with some of my experience over the last two years and goals okay yeah. so help, me, help me as a new goal setter you can help me with your experiences so let me walk you through my 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 story i have it here in front of me and it's it's i'd say it's typical of a new goal setter <laughs> okay so my first year i set about 12 to 13 goals for myself if I just quickly look at this piece of paper right ideas of things I'd love to achieve by the end of the year so those included run a thousand miles bike 1500 miles complete a marathon complete a triathlon complete a tough mudder read 20 books save 20 percent of income write 12 blog posts do 10 interviews um, for my website 30 vlogs and you can kind of see the theme get, get 500 LinkedIn connections a lot of quantifiable yeah. numbers that I'm putting out there. I'm like, this sound great. These mm. sound like amazing things I'd like to achieve. But one of the problems when I now look back at these goals is during that time, and while I did them, wrote them nice on a big piece of paper, stuck it up on my wall, never did I really set, set, step back and say, how am I going to figure this out? How am I going to do this properly, practically? I took these and I said, yes, if I run 20 miles a week, I'll run a thousand miles in a year, you know? And while yeah. that's like, oh, okay, great. But did I take into consideration everything from my work situation, mm. from life events that are going on, from just how I'm going to be in different seasons, in winter, in summer? I probably didn't. Mm. Now, if we're being really quantifiable, that's a word I don't know if that's a word I'm just saying I'm throwing it out there I achieved 43% of my goals in year in year one okay I did some of my athletic goals I did some of them I did a marathon did triathlon but there's some other goals in there in which they were just too too high 
Mm. From being really realistic, and we were looking back now at the smart objectives, yeah. we're looking back to that realism. What is to say I'm going to re go from reading two to three books a year to me then writing I'm going to read twenty books this year? <laughs> yeah. Are you a, are you a fool? <laughs> why why am I going to do that? Just because it's a nice idea, mm. you know. So that was year one. So I regroup. I come back in 2020, and I think, okay. We've achieved some goals. Let's let's go bigger. Now, my first mistake when I look back at 2020 and I laugh at myself is that I said I set I set 12 to 13 goals. In 2020, I set 15 goals. I set more. <laughs> I've only achieved a 43% rate of completion, mm. and I'm setting myself more goals. I'm going bigger. I'm going bigger. I've not I've not taken a look at this that year and said, hang on. How can I first achieve what I put in front of me? Yeah, I'm already wanting to do more. So there, that's another space of, of of realism, and I wasn't really measuring those properly because, yes, I kept them in in front of me all year. Yes, I saw them, but I wasn't reviewing them. So in 2020, I set up a monthly review with a friend. We started to review, but as life happens and as 2020 happened, things dropped off. Yeah. Okay. So I've made the mistake firstly of not doing, uh, of setting myself more goals than my initial year and, and doing some of the same mistakes. Now, a large majority of them could fall into an athletic category, swim 100,000 yards, bike 4,000 miles, bench a certain amount, you know, they're like athletic, nice to have, trying to keep it a bit fun, can keep it a bit light. And now we can go into excuses of why I didn't achieve one or why I didn't achieve something else because of a certain situation. But the reality is it helps no one. Yeah. You you benefit nothing from me telling you why that. Neither do I, because re the reality is if I wanted to make it happen, truly wanted to make that happen, mm. I would have found a way. And so I looked through these goals and I won't say the exact number, but I achieved less, so I did 43%. I go lower than 43% in 2020, right? And so this year, when I was coming to my goals, I had to stop. I had to take a hard, hard look. <laughs> I say, let me properly review what's happened here, and let me let me start taking on to other uh, other considerations. Because too quickly, am I just like Okay, need to set myself new goals for this year. Let yeah. me just sit down for half an hour, an hour. This sounds nice, this sounds nice, this sounds nice, this sounds nice. There we have it. Yeah. And all of a sudden you've created yourself a year's worth of goals in 20 minutes worth of thinking. <laughs> and yeah. you've not reviewed it with anyone. You've not reviewed it, you've not talked it through. So mm. when you come down to two months later and you're starting to have issues, you're like, well, I didn't actually think that through in the first place. So this year I took the I took the method of going, okay, what category categories in my life would I like to explore? Is that financial? Is that um athletic fitness? Is that my traditional work? Is it personal development? You know, what kind of areas do do I want to explore? Then I kind of moved over said what are the life events happening next year mm. what could come in the way you know okay i'm sorting my stuff out to move back to america i've got to start planning a wedding i've got a long distance relationship where it's going to be a lot of the year this year yeah so i'm just trying to factor in some other points just so i can start thinking of all of this and then i go okay i know i'm looking at 2021 but can i just think a bit bigger than this Okay. What, are the, what are the overarching themes I want to achieve in life? Now, let me not complicate this, crazy. But when I when I strip this back, I said, for me to be happy, go further five years, ten years. What are the things that that are that I want there? So those include financial independence, not relying on you know my traditional work to to be the main source. Because if that's that's gonna that's gonna hold me, that's gonna keep on my brain. Community, point number two. I want I want a life that has friends involved around the uh, 
I'm a part of a community. We, we have the same kind of goals. We're, we're moving toward the same thing and we're enjoying each other's space. The third is a life full of experiences. Mm. I don't want it to be just do this work, I've achieved this, because too often you, 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 you get caught up in that let me achieve the next thing, let me make more money. Yeah. And then you realise, well, what I don't I don't remember making money, but I do remember going on this trip. So I have to keep that in front of me. Yep. I have to keep let, let me step back, let me make sure I'm getting these experiences. And the last one in there, I was like, okay, how do I how do I find a word that's or find something that says, I want to continue growing, I want to continue developing. And this kind of comes back to the old business GCSEs. <laughs> so for those of you who took GCSE or business studies or something you would have probably heard the word Kaizen mm. do you remember what Kaizen means oh, very vaguely very vaguely so, so I think it's the Japanese word for continuous improvement and it's used I think more traditionally in the sense of like factories and big operations in which they're trying to make it better and better through different ideas and there's all these different methods of like suggestions and going forward but I just want to summarize that as my fourth point Kaizen continuously improving looking to get better in health relationship whatever so those are the those are the overarching themes so I took those three different things categories I like to explore in 2021 themes I want to achieve in life and life events happening in 2021 in order to start to shape my 2021 goals mm. so that's where that's what I took from previous years of experience and trying to look through to 2021 in order to get that number up firstly past 43 percent which is disgraceful <laughs> yeah. but hopefully into those high close to hundreds over 70 percent 80 percent make sure mm. I'm actually achieving achieving these goals so those, as to you as a question, Siddi, what would what would I say to someone starting goals? That 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 would be my first part of first piece of advice. Well, I mean, I think that was that's very de- a very detailed um, analysis from you, and that just shows a person who's been through setting goals before and learned from it. Because from my perspective, if I talk about the goals I've set, there's definitely some of your faux pas that you mentioned that you had in the past. I've definitely, can all, I can, just from you saying that, I can already think, oh, I've, I've done that this time around. Now, I haven't gone to, to the scale that you've done. I've not set myself 12 goals. My thought process is I set myself small, so I've set myself four goals this new year. Because I thought, I, I'm not, it's the first time I'm really setting goals. So I'm new to this. So I thought the opposite. I don't want to set too many. I want to set four goals that I can really tailor, think about, focus on, that I can achieve. Because I'm not used to setting goals. And then as years go on, I can, I can think about setting more once I get into a routine of setting them type thing. But in terms of the themes that you've explored, I definitely haven't gone into that much thought. I've sort of focused on two areas, one being sort of physical mental health and the other being finance. So I've got two goals related to physical mental health, two goals related to finance. So I feel like I kind of, there's certain elements to what you said that I have actually sort of tapped into, but I just haven't gone into the depth and detail as to someone who has experienced like you has gone into, which definitely I can get just from this conversation, I can take and think, okay, now I can explore more within my goals. If I, but if I was, if this was my first year writing goals now, yeah. I would take the approach you're taking. Okay. In, in, in doing four goals, yes, I st- I'd, hope, I'd hope to look at those overarching themes, but when I mention that I'm setting 12 and setting 15 goals, that's mm. ridiculous. Yeah. Why am I setting so much? Mm. You know, let me achieve some of the you get so caught up in like it's it's fun to kind of think it's fun to just think of what you can achieve yeah and it's fun to write a bunch down but mm. that that's where you get lost because you think well I'm not doing that but I'm, I'm kind of moving forward in this one yeah whereas if you kind of condense it down and have four goals mm. like you've done and kind of focus on a more two areas in that way you're actually going to you, I feel like you'd be more likely to achieve them because yeah. you're not you're not so spread out. Your brain's not thinking all over the all over the place. Mm. So let's let's get into your goals. Let, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Start us off. You said you've got four goals. You, four goals. you expressing financial interest. You're expressing physical interest. Yes. Give us the overview. Give us the rundown first. What are okay. those four goals? Yeah. So like I said, two related to physical, mental. Two related to finance. So number one. Okay. 
since I moved to Manchester, I'll be honest with you, my gym, my gym activity has significantly decreased to the point now where it's almost nil. It's got, it's just, ever since I moved, I, I started going to the gym when I was in uh, doing my A-levels and I was, I, I was really good for the first few years. Even at uni, I was pretty decent. Since I moved to Manchester, it's been really poor. So a big thing is getting back into the gym consistently. And I'll set myself uh, a target of going four times a week for an hour. So if I can do an hour-long session four times a week, now I'm gonna ha- because of my work, and just me just trying to make it achievable and realistic, because of the, my work and how busy it can get, I'm t- two out of those four days will have to be a weekend. I will have to go on Saturdays and Sundays because that will be give you more motivation to then go twice during the week. If I set, if I say I'm going to go once on the weekend and three times during the week, it just won't happen. I'll be too tired. I'll just find an excuse. So if I can go two times on the weekend and then find two days in the week to go to the gym for an hour, perfect. Mm. Okay. So that's number one. Now, obviously, that's COVID related because right now gyms aren't open. So if in the absence of gyms, I want to do four home workouts where I'm doing a hit session. Now, there's lots of hit sessions you can find on YouTube or on Instagram. Loads of people are doing hit sessions. So they sometimes range to 30 to 45 minutes. So I probably want to do the 45-minute ones and doing those four times a week whilst gym is away. And then when gym comes back, I translate that to the gym. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, this is a more financial one. I do like to read. I've got a Kindle. I do read books, but I often read fiction books. I like stories. I like getting lost in the story and, you know, letting it take me, however crazy that story might be. I actually want to get more clued up in the financial world. So I'm setting myself a target of reading one book a month, nonfiction. Now, I want the most to be related to finance in terms of um, building up money, savings, um, talking about pensions, talking about uh, credit, all that. How about that's going to be my main focus of that. But I also every month every other month or so i want to actually tap into my degree a bit more because i feel like ever since I've, I've got my degree i've lost touch with it my degree was mainly around politics and economics so i want to read like i said maybe every other month or every couple of months i'll read an either a politics or an economics book because i actually think that actually does tie in quite well with finance as well because it's it's pretty much about the world it's going to teach me more about the world and the way the world works stuff that you just don't learn in school right so that's another um goal the third goal is again more financial which i've actually already kind of done i want to set up a lifetime iso i have I actually have no ices before this year um because i just life got in the way but i always want to set up a lifetime iso and i want to set up a separate savings account now my initial plan for reasoning for setting up a lifetime iso was for a first um property right since i'm in conversation with my brother got a shout out my brother in particular who's very clued up on this and my other family, we had a big conversation today, my sister and my dad and my brother as well. I've realised that lifetime ISIS and really any sort of saving schemes from the government, it's not. It's more for long, long term. It's more thinking about retirement and saving for that. So I've kind of had to revise that. Think, okay, I've set up my lifetime ISO for the future. In terms of property, stuff like that, that's just going to be through generic savings. But I've got my lifetime ISO set up. Now my goal is to get, there's a, you can, it gives you a limit of £4,000 a year you can put into that ISO. My goal is to make sure I hit that. Right now I'm not because my current wage packet and other expenses don't allow for that. But hopefully in the coming months, I can increase my monthly payments to make sure I'm hitting the £4,000 a year limit. Okay. And my final one is to basically, because this is definitely as a result of COVID, I've realised I just don't do, in, I've, I've not got any hobbies in my life right now. I go to work, I go to the gym, and that's pretty much it. I want to start doing something once a week that gets me out of my flat, gets me doing something, gets me my brain thinking or active or some sort of competition which I enjoy doing. And one thing that I've constantly done throughout my life, right, on and off, definitely on and off. I don't, do, I haven't, I don't do it every year, but I've, I've done it's something that I've always enjoyed. It's playing badminton. I love playing badminton. I used to play it a lot more when I was younger, and I played it on and off. And badminton is something that anyone can enjoy. It's competitive. It's really active. I I often sweat after a badminton session. It it does get you moving a lot and it gets you sweating. (laughs) I I often sweat as if people don't usually sweat. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Prince Andrew apparently don't sweat. But anyway, yeah, so it gets me active, gets me out of the flat. And I love playing badminton. So I want to get back into that. 
So I want to do that once a week. <laughs> Andrew don't sweat. I'm just saying. Apparently, some people have a condition where you don't sweat. So I thought I'd let the people know that I sweat. And I definitely sweat when I play in badminton. <laughs> so yeah, that's my final one. My final one is to start doing badminton once a week. Obviously, that is definitely with hopefully Leonard Centres being open sometime soon. Okay. Maybe. Wicked. I love the way you've broken down. I love the way you've gone through them. I won't be a friend, I feel like, if I didn't question them. Please, please do. And, and go through them and just hear some, some more thoughts. First, yeah. I love them. Like, I like the different areas mm. that you're hitting. The gym and the COVID ones, the initial one that I just go back straight to number one, because we've had this conversation before. We've yeah. talked about getting better in the gym. We've talked about moving it forward. And so your goal is to go four times a week. Nice yeah. little measurable kind of number you've already recognized two of that's going to have to come on the weekend my yeah. first question is i want to ask is what's the reason last year you were you were going to do what's the reason that since manchester why 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 is manchester stopped that what what is it is it work what what's that reason yeah well the, the thing is I, this is a theme that most people if, if you follow our podcast people will start to know a theme with me I'm, like, I'm a lazy guy. Right? I'm lazy and I'm full of excuses. One or two. <laughs> and that is pretty much point black what it is, is the fact that I came to Manchester. And listen, I came, my job is difficult. But whose isn't? Mm. Whose isn't? You know what I mean? I, I, and that's the excuse I used to make. You know, we have, within my job, we have a busy season, mm. which for, from January to March, you're not allowed to take any holiday. And you're pretty much working, not through all of it, but through a large period of that, you're working from nine till 10 o'clock at night, sometimes 11, sometimes, you know what I mean? It can get real late. And, you, you know, you get tired, you, you build up more excuses. Sometimes you're even working on the weekend. And then you come out of busy season and then, but you're still stuck in the fact that you don't, you're out of habit, you're out of routine. And it just sort of follows and continues and life gets in the way. And then you just start making excuses. You just, it all falls down. And okay. that's what happened to me. It just all fell down. So let me then move into... My my red flag. It's probably my only big bigger red flag in in all your goals. Yeah. But because you said you have to do two on the weekend, right? Mm. And I like you've identified that, but it it sets itself up for life events yeah. and things getting in the way and failures because it means you have no wiggle room. Mm. What if you can't go twice? What if you go out and enjoy yourself on a Saturday night and mm. you? Sunday's just not going to happen. You've got, to, you've got. What if you're going to, back to Nottingham to see the family? Yeah. What happens when there's just something that's taking up your weekend and that's not possible? Mm. You, you, there's no wiggle room. What's the fail safe? Yeah. You know, I, is it is it a category between I do three to four times a week? Is it I try and get in the morning three mm. times a week or four times a week? There just is there some room for what what happens? Yeah. When because you know the minute you start you miss one then you kind of open the window well i'll just miss next week ah i just missed the week after that what's the reset button in that's a, yeah that's a very good point and i'm happy this is why i'm happy we're having this conversation because you've already called me out and exposed me of already making excuses because i actually preface the whole i'm going to do twice on weekends because this is to make it seem like i thought you know this is me you know being proactive and me making sure that I'm going to go. But actually, now that you've called me out, I'm realising it's just an excuse. I'm making it, I'm creating an excuse that, oh, I can't go during the week. If I, if I want to have the wiggle room and shift one to the week, it, it's not going to happen because this, it, like you just said, I you're right. If I'm, if I'm just going to be that strict to just say, I have to go on the weekends and nothing else. If that's my mentality, then what you said, it will happen. Because weekends obviously are, can get very busy. You know, you, yeah, I can have to go back to Nottingham. I might have um, life things that happen. So yeah, well, I need to ref already. I need to refine that four times a week, and I, I would actually probably s s think say I need to, I need to try and get comfortable with the idea of going before work. Mm. That is a big issue for me. Having to wake up earlier to go to gym is something that my brain doesn't sit well with me. But I know if I can get into a habit of doing that, it will make my life so much easier. So that is one area I need to, and probably need to focus on more within these roles and work out, okay, how do I start that habit of going before work during the week? Because that would open me up yeah. to a lot more better stuff. 
And we don't need to find the solution now, but that's why I think it's always good for when you're setting goals to have conversations with other people, just to check yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I had a conversation with someone last night about the goals because I was thinking, mm. I need to talk to somebody about this because I'm just saying stuff here. And yeah. yes, I like it, but what am I missing? Why have I got my blinkers on? Next one is your 12 books. Love that. The way you've kind of thought about it is similar to how I'm going to talk about the way I've tried to structure my book once because in the past, as I mentioned, I said, let me just read 20 books. Mm. I didn't I didn't define them in any way. I didn't I didn't structure them yeah. in any way. My only question again mm. to you would be you've read fit. You enjoy reading fiction. Mm. You're right. Is it? Sorry. You enjoy reading fiction. Yeah. Your yeah. goal is to read nonfiction. Yeah. Did you say those 12 books are all financial and political? Yeah, so, well, well, here's the thing. I definitely want to start out with financial, okay? okay. And I also want to tap into my degree, which was half politics, half economics. Mm. So that is going slightly away from the finance world and going more political world and economic world. The reason why I, want to, I, want, I really want to go start off with finance is because I don't know enough. Even having a conversation about my other goal, lifetime ICS, yesterday with my brother, my brother was schooling me. He was schooling me on, on, on ISIS and on saving accounts and on just basically how the work way works because he's done a lot of research into this. He's, he's been really looking into it. And I'm just thinking, I shouldn't need to be schooled on this at this age. I shouldn't need to be. So I feel like I, there's going to be more focus on financial books, learning about the financial world a bit more. But it's not going to be all on that. Like I said, maybe every two months, every three months, I go to a political book. Maybe the month after that, I go to an economics book. And then I go back to finance. Well, so, the reason I ask is because... When you read fiction books, right? Mm. Roughly, how long does it take you to read a fiction book? I mean, like I don't, I don't read enough to, to give you an answer to that, to be honest. But if I'm okay. reading, oh, hold on, a fiction book. Yeah, so if I read a fiction book, yeah, probably take. Yeah. So yeah, a fiction book, two to three weeks. Okay. Mm. So say two to three weeks. Are you saying you're going to read a fiction book this year? I'm probably yeah. I, okay. I, I want to significantly reduce it though. I want to. You want yeah. you want to because you still want to do things you enjoy. Yeah, of course. You yeah. still want to enjoy reading fiction books, right? Yeah. And do you constantly read books back to back? Or do you usually like read a book, have a break, put it down, forget that you read, <laughs> read again? You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you set yourself 12 books, financial and political, right? It's too much. The fact is, and I found this the hard way, <laughs> is that not every book is great. Yeah. <laughs> and not every book you find interesting. I've only I've been struggling to learn that I'm allowed to not finish a book if I just <laughs> don't like it. <laughs> I was like sitting on some books like for months, like reading the damn same chapter because I just brain keeps drifting off thinking oh, I've got to read it. I've got to. Why? I don't like the book. It's not I don't feel like it's giving anything and it's holding me up. If I'm constantly reading things that is new to me and hard for me to understand, then I'm like, I'm not going to enjoy it either. You need there needs to be some discipline in like doing something harder, like reading, going going out and reading a book that you're not used to. But yeah. there also needs to be room in there where you can mix it up with with what you are more interested in too. So you're still getting that rhythm of, okay, let me read a fiction book. So is it I read a fiction book one month, I read a financial political book the next month? You know, yeah. just to kind of give yourself again that that space to. To really achieve the goal and not feel like god january's gone february's gone i'm already two months behind yeah and point. now they're piling up on me yeah so just a thought that that was the other thought no that's a good point yeah. i think I, I definitely should probably first of all i think i do need to reduce it. one a book a month is probably pushing myself a bit too far there so i need to revise that number potentially it just it could it could be a fiction book as well it could be yeah. small books but one could be a fiction or, yeah, yeah. you know to change okay. the lifetime isa one separate savings account we're on the same time for wavelength. I'm, I'll try. I think to be fair, I think that the whole topic of finance is a conversation for another time, which we can go into a lot more de in more detail. Maybe in next season, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I like that goal and mm. the hobbies one. I think that's a, I think that's a big one for people, especially people who don't do a lot of new stuff, and especially when you're working all the time, you need yeah. a relief. That's if you if you're not someone who plays a, loads of sports or do something else like. You need to learn something new yeah. or just get out there and do something new. And that mm. I, I was, when you were saying hobbies, I, I was like, are, are you going to define? I'm wondering, like, are you going to say something? <laughs> and then you said badminton. I was like, oh, okay. He knows what he wants to go and do. Yeah. 
so that seems like you that seems good do you know where you'd play do you know who you'd play with in manchester that's so yeah so where i play is the question mark. i'm trying to find a legend that, that's close to me because i live right in town mm. there's a lot of gyms but i don't know if there's a lot of leisure centers about um so that's something i need to look into in terms of who i play with uh, i've already had a chat with the girlfriend she seems like she's 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 down to play down to play a week i've also got a mate in who in manchester who who went, who went to uni together and we've been saying since uni we want to try, start playing badminton so i could also you know i need to get him need to get him out and play to play as well because i've always played it on and off i've never really played it like I've never really focused and played it you know, weekly and really actually, but I do love playing and I do want to get better at it. So yeah, that's in the works. I'm in the process of, of finding that menu. But yeah, I've got some people definitely who I can play with. Wicked. So, Sunit's four goals. He's, he's, he's smashed them out. We've got <laughs> the books. We've got the hobbies. We've got a bit of finance. We've got a bit of gym. Mm. Seems like the nice and, the, and season two it would be nice for us to revisit this. Yes, definitely. Maybe six six months down the line, take a little time to say are we doing this mm. are we are we as great as we think <laughs> <laughs> can we get this done okay so let me get into my 21 goals i've told you the kind of way i've started to think about them some mm. of my errors in the past and now i'm moving forward okay like you i've i kind of hit on different areas um i still am kind of failing to keep it succinct i've yeah. set myself the least amount of goals I have, so I've got one. So I have eight goals this year. So I've reduced, finally, I'm getting... That's a lot better. I'm getting lower, so I'm like, let me get more focused. I'm getting closer. Still couldn't resist trying to achieve some other stuff. <laughs> but the first one, okay, financial, is invest £3,000. Okay, I've put a hard figure on it. Yeah. Invest. Last year, it wasn't a goal per se, but it was something I wanted to do. But it was an achievable amount of, of like savings or a cushion in which I was like, okay, I, I'm going to feel, I need, I'm going to feel comfortable to kind of take the leap and start investing money because, like you say, ices and stuff they're a lot longer term, yep. you know. But I want to start thinking about something more immediate and also move into America. I've also got to manage. Where's my money going where I can actually take that to America and use it? Yeah. Okay. So how am I going to do that? Firstly, like you, yeah, I need to be schooled up. You know, mm. I need to learn. I need to get the education. I need to read the right things. I need to start asking people. I think asking people like people like your brother who's learning it. There's people around us who are doing this. Yeah. Can I reach out and make some more friends mm. <laughs> who are yeah. doing this? Can, can, can we can we talk about this? So yeah, that's listen, the goal. Our advice, Drop a DM to my brother if you if you if you really need some some help. He's he's very he's very knowledgeable on this. You've heard that. I'm coming for you. <laughs> um, next one. Sorry, phone's buzzing. Of course, it's Saturday midday. We're moving along. Is the books one? Now, like you, in the past, what have I done? I've said read twenty books. Last year, I I said read a book a month. Mm. Okay. Unlike you, I'm not. I'm really not a fiction reader at all. Like I look, I don't like fiction. Mm. I, I just, I, I can't say I don't like it because I haven't given it enough opportunity, but I'm much more of a non-fiction person, um, biographies, life books, all that kind of stuff. But this year I broke it down. So I set myself read nine books, three in financial, three in social cultural, and three in smart thinking. Mm. Now, I always say smart thinking because it's a, it's a section at Warstones, and I love it. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's a section at Warstones, smart thinking, like, yeah, that's, that's smart. But I'm trying to break it down. Mm. And firstly, I'm not giving myself the whole 12 months to read a book a month because I likely will drop off at some point. Yeah. So nine, you know, I might read a book in two weeks, and I might read another one straight away after that. Mm. You get ahead but then I might not read for a month and a half, two months. Yeah. So I'm trying to give myself a bit of room to say, okay, life may happen, but also three financial books. Okay, we can find three that, because when I have read financial books in the past, I found them really heavy mm. and really hard to kind of stick with and get through and understand. Yeah. Whereas essentially the social, cultural and smart thinking ones, they're a lot easier to just gravitate towards. So, oh yeah, these are people's theories, these are the ideas. So let me break it down and kind of, break out like that but also let me try and pick these early let me not get to 
six months down and think, okay, what's the next book? Let me have some time, which I haven't done yet. I've ordered, I ordered a bunch of books from Amazon yesterday, but I still haven't done like, okay, these are the nine ones I'd like to do, just so they're in front of me. I can see them, I can pick them up if I need to. Mm. So we've got invest a certain amount of money, we've got read some books. Next is, I said one of the areas I want to focus on in 2021 is traditional work. And so I'm going to get promoted to the next level at my job. It's achievable this year. I've just got to do the right things. I said, how am I going to achieve this? I said, I have to work smart, I have to work hard, and I have mm. to work honest. Honest is because, you know, work can kind of become very consuming. It can take over a lot. And there's sometimes when you're trying to work so hard to achieve something that you kind of start to put your blinkers on to the effects it's having on everything else. And that's definitely the thing that I've had in the last three months in which it's like, it's got so crazy that it's affecting other areas. So mm. while I want to achieve that goal, I, I want to make it known to my my line manager, the people at work. But I also want to be honest with myself. But I also need to work hard. Don't take a victim's mentality of, ah, oh, this is an excuse. This is why I can't do this. This is why people at work are causing my problem. No, mm. be in control. Be the person to make that. <laughs> and then another one is, I said one of my things is to my life overarching things to be financially independent. Independent. OK, mm. I'm not going to be financially independent doing traditional work for the rest of my life. Yeah. Unless you are doing a becoming a stockbroker or someone who's investing lots of money and getting crazy, ridiculous salaries, you're just not going to make it. Mm. <laughs> you're not making it. <laughs> you're not making it on your own. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm understanding okay, my situation is I do need to do traditional work right now. I do need to learn from that environment. I do need to get as much as I can to let me work hard. But let me just start off a goal of make make £750 outside my salary. Mm, okay. Yeah. So last year I set this goal for myself. It was £500. Now I, I achieved this right at the start of the year because it was right in my brain. It was through selling clothes and I also picked up a, another job at a coffee shop. So while it was still work from someone else it's me getting work that's outside my main salary mm. so i just hit it i hit 600 pounds last year so this year but i only did it for two months i only did it and i didn't continue it. that that thinking didn't continue so mm. i haven't gone too crazy in thinking of a number i've set the number a bit higher but i want to start thinking if i'm gonna really be about that life really be about financial independence yeah let me do something that forces me out there, gets me thinking differently. The next one is back to my YouTube or being digital, you know, have my website, do a bunch of things. This year I hit a thousand subscribers, which was cool. Next year, I've never actually set my YouTube goal of getting more subscribers, but this year I was like, okay, why not? Mm. Let's, let's try and take that further. I enjoy YouTube. I enjoy making stuff for it. I enjoy watching stuff on it. Let's try and get to 1500 subscribers. Mm. how will I do that now in the past I said make this many vlogs make this and it's like does that really return the the thing you want probably mm. not should I take a step back and think how can I make my content more impactful mm. am I telling stories when I when I do something when I make a piece of content am I being consistent enough with the messages I'm trying to send through my channel okay so those are the things I've got to consider, although I do think it's a bit of a, oh, get 1,500 subscribers. Yeah, it's a nice number to have. So I'm a bit cautious of that one. Probably need to think it through a bit more, but that's the next one. Now, as in the years past, I've had loads of, I've had loads of athletic um, objectives of run certain distance, da 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 da. I've, I've only got one this year, and it's, <laughs> athletic would be a strong word. It's get my golf handicap down. Mm. Okay. So as to other excuses, I'm going to put them down to excuses and other reasons with my body. Yeah. Running distances and lifting lots of weights isn't, well, lifting weights, whatever, but running and like all the triathlon kind of disciplines, it's not likely to happen due mm. to things going on externally. And just my body made of chocolate. But golf is something I've got into. And so I've set myself a handicap that I want to get down to. You know, I've, I've, I've not been saying it. I realise <laughs> that I'm already scared of it. And it's not even that low. But 
is to get down to 20 handicap because I made a bet with my mate that by 30 I'll be plus 11. <laughs> <laughs> so this year I need to get on it. Yeah. So that's it. That's a quick one. And then we kind of move on to something else. It's go on three adventures this year. So usually I do like I'm pretty good at going and like doing camping trips and doing things. Covid made it a bit hard this year, but I still got something. But with work getting more more busy and your responsibilities in growing, it's easier to kind of say, oh, I'm not going to have the time to do as many things or do these vacations. You should always have the time to do something. So three adventures, you know, plan them out in advance, book the holidays for them, get them done. And then my last one is to collab with someone else. So whether that's YouTube, I mean, we're kind of already doing this in this podcast, we're collaborating, but is there another space and where is it the way we're reviewing is it through books? Is it through making $750, $750 outside salary? Mm. Is it with handicap? You know, can I relate that back to YouTube? Collaborate with someone else. Bring two minds together, you know, to see how you can benefit them, they benefit you, and you can go forward. And those are my goals. I mean, they are very strong goals. A lot of my, I was, I was just jotting some questions down to ask you on those. A lot of them were just how, and you pretty much answered that in your next sentence. But... Let me just pick out on a couple, because to be fair, again, I thought they were very good goals. Definitely an experienced goal setter. You can, you can see that in the way you're talking, the confidence. I like the fact you've gone down to eight this year. The first one is on your first goal, then you're investing £3,000. Mm. Now, the question is, in what? Is this very much reliant on you getting more knowledge and reading those books to work out where you want to invest? Or do you have any ideas at the moment of what you'd like to invest that money in? So my initial thinking is towards stocks yep stocks and shares and then even crypto which i'm i need to learn more but it's it's there it's current it's present Mm. i'll be completely honest i don't uh, i don't know enough right now i don't know enough to fully say this this and this but also i feel like a bit of this needs to be i need to have some skin in the game Mm. yep okay i've hit a target in which i feel okay i can i can start investing now even yet, I know I'm going to be like, oh, am I just giving money away here? So let me just put some money in there. Yep. And let me learn as I go, because it's also good reading stuff, reading books all day and getting information. Yes, I'm going to do that. Yes, I'm going to try and speak to some people. But I can start making some initial investments. Yeah. Kind of a lot smaller that will allow me to start tracking, allow me to start just looking. OK, now I'm actually looking because I've got some money in there. Ah, this is why this is fluctuating. This is why this is going up. Oh, this has affected this because I've not done that yet. I'm just hearing. I'm just, I'm just reading some extra things. Yeah. So I just need to put some skin in the game. Mm. Yeah. Well, there is there is actually a stocks and shares ISO that the government do, um, which which could uh, it's a good place to start potentially. But anyway, yeah. okay. I like the fact you, you you've thought about it then, so you've already got some sort of idea there. And is three thousand then is that an achievable, realistic amount of money to to invest in for you? Uh, yes, it's uh, it's an amount I picked because I feel like this year I should be able to invest that money and feel okay with everything else. <laughs> okay, perfect. And then the second one I just wanted to pick out was the promotion. Then you pro- the what you talked about promotion about working hard, working smart, whatever. Mm. Are you on the right path? Then do you think at this current stage to achieving that? Yeah. So. That's a good point, because you need to ask yourself that, like, are you actually? Yeah. Now, realistically, when would I be getting promoted? If I'm looking at the thing, if I do everything right, toward the end of this, end of 2021, those, that fourth quarter four, if I do the right things, I should be in that conversation. Yeah. I mean, I should be. Quarter three with a push. Yeah. But, (laughs) Yes. Just got to, I've just got to work the right way, be smart, mm. learn, continue to learn and um, put myself in a position to make that happen. OK, well, yeah, and that's the only question. In terms of the goals, they, they seem very, very, um, very good, pr- pretty achievable and very specific, which I like to see you using the smart. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you pick the investment one, though, because like you said, that's that's one where I, because it's new to me. Yeah, I'd say that, that's the only one. I, and the three and the number I've just picked out of kind of thin air because I think 
it's kind of falling into past habits of things I've done with the athletic ones and picking numbers and doing it. Do I really know enough to set that as a goal? Mm. You know, and that's something I, I probably need to review. I probably need to speak to other people who have made their initial investments and see what what is a realistic goal for me because I don't know enough really to be to be set in that. So yeah. I like that you point that out. I think I I will go back and review that. Yeah, well, I think that's the only goal you have really that sort of unfamiliar to you. I think all the other goals mm-hmm. are goals you are familiar with and got a decent understanding. Like maybe the goal handicap you're still new in that area, mm. but but the main one I'd say that's that's a great that you probably need to focus on more is that investing. It's just focusing on making sure that, that is achievable and realistic. Yeah. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are at the end of season one of Talking Life podcast. This is this episode has been one of my favourites. Me too. Me too. I, I've enjoyed it. It's a, it's a it's a big topic, and I think we discussed a lot of big points, uh, things that people can take away, things that hopefully we can learn from you if you come and feedback on this episode and, and everything that's going on. Just want to say. Thank you for anyone who's listened. This is always out there. So the podcast, you can listen to different episodes if you haven't already. Season two will be coming eventually to be determined the date. But from me, thank you for listening. And just from me as well, guys. Yeah, I want to echo what Ryan said. This has been one of my favourite episodes. This whole season has been really, really fun doing it. I hope everyone's enjoying it and excited for season two. Please give us some feedback on this one because I actually want to hear your guys' um, goals as well because one thing we didn't mention is the fact that it's very good to actually hear other people's goals to try and find out where you to set your own goals. Like just hearing some of Ryan's goals then, I was thinking, okay, actually, there's some things that I would like to to pick out from that for myself as well. So I would like to hear your guys' goals and let us know how you what you, what you thought about ours, which would um, be very helpful. So, yeah, I thank you for me as well. It's been a great season. Keep it easy, guys. Peace out. <laughs>